¡Señoras y señores! What's going on, everybody? Welcome on into Oyen Philly Sports, the show where we follow everything Philly sports. Of course, I'm your host, El Parcero Philly, the uniter of all things sports and culture here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What's happening, YouTube? What's going on, Twitch? What's up, Twitter? And, of course, what is going on to TikTok? Thank you so much, guys, for tuning on in to episode 77 of Oyen Philly Sports. We are up to 77, so thank you so much for tuning on, guys. A uh, lot to get to today on this beautiful Monday episode. Start of a new week. And you know what, guys? I have a feeling. I have this feeling. I felt it this morning as I woke up at 5 in the morning. I had that feeling. It was. It's going to be a, It's going to be a good week. It is going to be a good week for all of us Philly sports fans. It's going to be a nice, smooth week. We're going to get a couple good wins by the Flyers. We're going to put that Vancouver game away. Of course, we'll talk about that here today. We're, the Sixers, they're going to start off flying. They're going to start off hot. They're going to get that chemistry going. Screw Ben Simmons. He can sit on the – he can rot on the bench for all I give a crap. Jo- Nick Sirianni's – I I have to I have to be aware when I say what I say what I'm about to say. Nick Sirianni is gonna somehow some way figure it out, right? He's gonna figure out this game plan. He's gonna figure out to include his running backs. He's gonna actually run the goddamn ball. So I I, I have that faith that he's gonna give that to us this week. I have a feeling that the Union are gonna sweep this really critical week here in their play. Two tough matchups: Minnesota, Nashville. Really tough for the Union, but it's going to be all right here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, for the Phillies, we really got to wait until this, the uh, the World Series is over for us. Then we can start anticipating stuff with the Phils. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning on in. Before we move forward, guys, let's let's uh, take care of the business at hand. If you guys are watching this live on El Parcero Phillies YouTube channel, do me that solid, guys, and like the live and subscribe to the channel for all of your Philly sports. And, of course, guys, uh, if you uh, have a rotation of podcasts, it would truly mean the world to me if you can add Oyen Philly Sports to your rotation. Find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you stream podcasts, you can find it here. You find it there. Uh, so, guys, starting today, uh, well, let's, let's get to the comments first. What's up, Birds Man? What's happening, my man? What's going on? Uh, Logan. Oh, come on, Logan. Don't be a Philly sports fan. Logan, come on. You're a Broncos fan. You should not be acting like an Eagles fan. When's the draft? It's still plenty of time, all right? It's still plenty of time. I, I will say this. I think it's a rule of thumb in football. I don't know if anyone's ever told that Denver sports fans, but if you turn the ball over, more than likely, you ain't going to win the game. All right. And, and that was really unorthodox by Teddy. And uh, you guys should bounce back, but we'll see. Ah, we got the Birds, man, talking Flyers versus Kraken tonight. The first time these two face off, Hack is back in Philly. Dave Hackstall is back in Philadelphia coaching for the first time as he is now the coach of the Seattle Kraken in his first year. We'll talk about the Kraken in a little bit. Pretty impressive stuff by Dave Hackstall and the and the Seattle Kraken. Awesome stuff, guys. Of course, guys, as you guys know, I'll, I answer all comments. I go back and forth on YouTube TikTok. Love to conversate with you guys, so definitely leave your comments, questions, and concerns. Soccer Tim's in the chat. What's happening, my brother? What's going on? Uh, v... Uh, W at Moiler. Devontae got to get the ball more. Listen, all our playmakers need to get the ball more. It's not just Devontae. Quez Watkins needs the ball more. Miles Sanders needs the ball more. Uh, Kenny Gainwell needs the ball more. The problem is, is the game plan and, and, and what is what is being drawn up leading up to the games is trash, right? So we need we need to improve upon that before we can start talking about get the ball more to Devontae. I agree. Uh, skinny boy ish. Thank you so much for the follow. Welcome to the family, brother. Welcome to the family. Thank you so much. Uh, skinny boy. I'm an Eagles fan from New York. We got an Eagles fan from New York. Hey, we got Eagles fans everywhere. I, I love that, man. I love that. Uh, uh, skinny boy. 
listen, no disrespect to New York. I got family up there, but I don't care for New York sports. And right here, this is Philly sports land. Landia. Philly sports landia. <laughs> uh, they drafted him so early and got him the ball twice against the Bucks. Tragic. Um, look, overall, I, I think that we talked about, and if you watch the show often, I think a lot of the issues on on uh, on on Thursday. I was going to say Sunday. No, we played on Thursday. A lot of the issues was Jalen was not he again did not play the best. A lot of bad throws were thrown by Jalen Hurts, and the fact that when you are when you're not implementing the run game, when you got a quarterback Jalen Hurts, it's not helping him either. But uh, it's it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Uh, it's and I know I want to see more Devontae Smith as well, but it's it's right now. All our main concern, especially as Eagles fans, is this coaching staff and this game plan. What the heck is it? We don't even know. We don't even know. Um, you think the Flyers are going to win? We'll talk about that in a second, Devontae, in our Flyers segment. Uh, that dude, Pete, thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate that. Much love. Welcome to the family, my man. Welcome to the family. Skinny boy, she. Uh, so what's my favorite sport? I love them all. I'm a Philly sports fan. I love hockey, love basketball, love football, love baseball, love soccer. Um, if you're asking me overall, my favorite sport to watch and play, it is soccer. Uh, it's a beautiful game. I love playing it. I love watching it. I was actually yesterday, I was over at my parents' house, you know, chilling, relaxing. I put on the TV. I, I put on some Liga Mekki soccer, and then I was slipping back between the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots. I was watching, uh, it was Chivas de Guadalajara versus Toluca, and then I was watching the Patriots versus the Cowboys. So I'm a man of all traits, my man, my friend. <laughs> Philly Preston, what's happening, man? What's going on? Sanders need runtime. He's the more. I, I I can agree. I can agree with that. I appreciate that, uh, W Moyer. I appreciate that. We got Eagles fans all over. We got me Eagles fans from New Mexico. What part of New Mexico? You from Albuquerque? You from uh, oh, what's his name? Oh man, dude, why am I blanking? It's so long. I see seen Breaking Bad. I'm I'm mad that I forgot his name. Uh, Eagles fan from Delco. Hey, where are you guys from? Tell me where you guys are from. We got another Eagles fan from Delco. What's happening? Alec, uh, is it Wagner or Wagner? Either way, what's happening, my man? Go Birds. Amen, brother. Amen. Go Birds. Uh, skate boy. Uh, yo, what's up, Mike? How you doing, man? Snow time Mike is in the building. What's happening? Uh, go Birds. Go Yankees. Go Rangers. Uh, I disagree with the last two, but hey, man, it's all love, brother. Go Birds, man. Go Birds. Let me fix this here so I can make sure that when I'm done with you guys, I can watch the Flyers game from start to end because I need to do my analysis, and I can't do that if I don't watch it in entirety. I think it's already recording, but, of course, it's uh, YouTube is moving slow. Oh, man, this guy in a Carson Wentz jersey, huh? Carson Wentz jersey. Well, speaking of in the NFL, as you know, guys, every, every weekend – before we head out to the weekend, we do our NFL picks. Well, actually, we do this on Thursday, before Thursday Night Football. So we did our NFL picks. Uh, I think I did actually pretty good from what I saw. Uh, let's, let me pause this. Perfect. So I can watch that later. So let's check out my NFL picks. Let's see how I did this, this past week. So let me get... Okay, cool. All right. So let's start off here with the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Miami Dolphins. The Battle of Florida all the way in London and, and Tottenham Stadium. How about the Jags getting their first win in 20 tries and beating the Dolphins, hailing Supreme in Florida? Psych! That's going to be, of course, hailed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the Jags got the dub, and that means I got the dub there, so we move on. 
the the Ravens and the Chargers. Now remember, this was the result. All you guys, especially on TikTok, y'all were saying, no, it's the Chargers. You wilding the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. How about them Ravens? Lamar Jackson stepping up, and, and that defense was actually doing a pretty solid job against the Chargers. Yo, the Chargers run game, keep this in mind for when we face them off. I, I know it doesn't really matter because the way the Eagles are set up, but that Chargers run game is atrocious. And, of course, the Eagles don't run the goddamn ball. So, But that's definitely something to keep in mind for. But I win that game as well. I am perfect so far. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Carolina Panthers. Carolina gave it their all. There is definitely some issues there with Carolina. There, I think teams are starting to figure out Darnold, and Darnold is is being he's being exposed. I think that's the best term to say. But an overtime win by the Vikings that keeps me perfect on the week. Next up, we got the Packers versus the Bears. Pack, of course, the Packers Packers are going to win. They absolutely own the Chicago Bears, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers scores that rushing touchdown in in the red zone, and he goes, "I own you, I own you." He goes up to the fans and he tells them, he looks them right in the face, "I own you." Can you imagine? Like, imagine if Dak Prescott owned the Eagles. Thank God, not yet, but it's starting to get to that point. But you imagine Dak Prescott. He beats us like 25 straight times. He walks into Link. He gets a touchdown, a game winner, and he's just like, I own you. We would lose our crap. We would be looking like Club America fans against the Philadelphia Union storming the field and trying to get to Dak Prescott. <laughs> it would definitely be bad. But thank you to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers because I, I remain perfect. The Cincinnati Bungles versus the Giants. about Dan Campbell calling his quarterback, Jared Goff? What did you expect, Dan? This is what Jared Goff was doing with the Los Angeles Rams. This team is terrible. I, I love what he's building there, but that offense, there's no one on that. Besides, I like that Keandre Swift and Jamal Williams, but you need some better receivers. But I stay perfect on the week. The Colts and the Texans. The Colts are actually looking like a formidable team, and don't look now. They're back in it in the AFC South picture because the Titans... The Jags, the Texans. So, yeah, the, the Wentz and the Colts, they're all to something. I'm still perfect, ladies and gentlemen. The Rams versus the Giants. As I predicted, the Rams did the shellacking on the, on the, on the Giants. And the Giants do not look good. Not whatsoever. And I called this. I told you guys. I said the Giants were going to finish last place in the MCs. I had a bunch of Giants fans crying. And look. I was right. Y'all going to finish in last place. I know it's early, but y'all still going to finish in last place. Let's be real here. And plus, those injuries, I know that sucks because as an Eagles fan, I know injuries suck. But, man, y'all got to do better. The Chiefs and the football team, again, I get that one correct. The The Chiefs get the dub there. or Yeah, the Chiefs get the dub there, and we move on. The Brownies and the Cardinals. Someone uh, sent my condolences to my brother, Chef Zay. Because that is rough. That was definitely rough. I, I I don't know about the Brownies this year. I really don't. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be all right. But as far uh, besides that, nah. So they gave me my first loss. And then the Raiders and the Broncos. Logan, what the heck, man? Your Broncos couldn't do me any solids. I get another loss there. Kudos to the Raiders. I don't know if y'all get the same luck next week, but you know we'll see. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> the Cowboys and the Patriots. Uh, Cowboys got some help by by some refereeing in, in overtime, but. Uh, I predicted the Cowboys would win regardless, so I get another dub. The Seahawks versus the Steelers. Uh, I lost that one again. Man, man. Nelson Smith, I do got to give him credit because I definitely think he he gave it his all. They almost had an opportunity to win there, but unfortunately, it just did not happen. So uh, pretty good so far. Three losses through uh, week six of the NFL season. And then, of course, we got tonight's game, Monday Night Football. 
You got the Buffalo Bills versus the Tennessee Titans in a rematch of the Music City Classic. I'm sure some of these young bulls out here don't even remember what that was. Look it up. Music City Classic. The, the Bills versus the Titans. Man, Bills fans still can't get over that one. We probably have. But I, I tonight, I do have the Buffalo Bills getting the dub. I think they'll continue rolling. They look like a pretty pr uh, prime team this season. But again, three losses so far. Hopefully, the Bills keep me uh give me get me to thirteen and three instead of twelve and four because that would be nice. Of course, we'll get back to the picks tomorrow. We'll recap that one. We'll do our picks for week seven on Thursday for before Thursday night football, and we will go from there. Looking good so far, guys. I ain't, I ain't bad. I do too bad. Let's go. Let's go. All right, what do you guys got to say here? Uh, Logan, coaching staff is poop. O-line and defense was poor. Teddy was average. Somehow we still at number seven. Have a good chance to win Thursday. Oh, you guys are on Thursday Night Football. It's a long season, though. I will say this. But I, I think you guys are who you are. Um, at the Again, Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer long term. And uh, you, you guys just have to fix a lot. You guys have a young team as well. That, that definitely think, makes things tough. I think it's become evident that that there will be a new coaching staff next year. That could be very well. Vic, Vic Fangio, I mean, I, I didn't think that was a sexy hire either. It's going to be a good game, though. I hope so. I hope so. I'll be watching that later. So uh, let's see, man. Denver gets to play possibly Case Keenum Thursday against the Browns. Wow. Wait, Baker Mayfield game. What's wrong with Baker? He get hurt? What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? Uh, what's up, man? Going to be a good game on Sunday between your Eagles and my Raiders. I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm sure, Phil, sure, Phil, sure. Uh, uh, All right. So I think that uh, on Sunday, I think, first of all, I think this weekend, Philly sports fans are going to take over Vegas. All throughout the strip, you're going to see green. It's going to be like Nashville. You're going to hear a lot of E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, all throughout the strip. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Uh, Birdman, Seahawks did me dirty. That was a rough one, dude. That was a rough one. But, dude, come on. You got your backup quarterback. It's not a strong team in general. I mean, the Steelers are well coached. I will say that. So, it'd be nice, man. Uh, not your average, Cullen. Do you think Devontae Smith will run Rookie of the Year? I would love for him to, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. Uh, Jamar Chase is having himself a pretty solid uh, season over in Cincinnati. He's got better numbers. I'm trying to think who else here. Uh, yeah, I, I would. My money right now would be on Jamar Chase if I'm being honest offensively. Uh, the kicker made some game-winning field goal for the Jaguars. Went to my high school. I think there's another guy went to my high school as an O line. What high school you went? Did you go to or go to? Chargers are at the par, play a good team and get their butt kick. And coming next is losing games. They should win. Yeah, man. We'll see. Hopefully they lose to us. Uh, Logan, teams coming off their head coaches winning is like six in a row with a with a W. Something I'm sorry. Leaving now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Snow time, a.k.a. is going to be back. Uh, that's going to be a situation that's going to be monitored day by day. Uh, at the union, we're trying to be precautious. Let me uh, make sure I don't get any alerts that would ruin my time later uh but no i think it's going to be a day-to-day -day thing i think the union were just being precautious from my understanding he wasn't taking free kicks against honduras when he was called up for world cup qualifications uh with jamaica but uh it's it's uh it'll be day-to-day -day. but matt listen matt freeze hasn't done a bad job at all i mean you can't listen that last goal against against montreal to tie it up 
Yeah, man, that you can't have that happen. You can't have that. That's that's on defense as well. You can't let that your you can't let that striker just run up there like that, man. Hertz needs to step it up. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, just more consistency, I would say. But I think it's more on the coaching staff to you know call a better game, get the running game involved, stop, just get the pressure off of Jalen. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Flyers about to start. That is right. Uh, Chris, I'm honestly I'm not surprised. Lol, there's hella there was hella Bears fans at the game. But hopefully Raider Nation shows up after a huge win against Denver. Here's the thing, Chris, about Las Vegas. Las Vegas, there's a huge amount of transplants that are there. And plus, everyone's trying to go to Vegas. That's like when the schedule came out, all Eagles fans were looking how the hell to get to Vegas. So it's just a, it's just a prime destination. It's the first year uh, for Eagles fans to get out there. For, first year for fans in general to get out there. Obviously, Vegas is what it is. It's got its own reputation. Uh, and Eagles fans travel really freaking well. You look at all these away games this year, they have traveled really freaking well. I think we took over uh, the Atlanta United Stadium, as I like to call it. And that, that's just what we do, man. We just travel. We travel for our birds. We take over. That's just what we do. Right, guys? Uh, let me see. Walter White. Thank you. Wait, Ginger, you watch Break Bad? Nah, but Walter White's a man. Eisenhower, right? Eisenhower? Uh, I'm from Glenolden. Shout to Glenolden. I'm from Aston. I love it. Call it out, man. We got some Delco in the building. What's up, Positive Philly? How you doing, man? What's going on? Mike Sal, go Knicks, go Union. I'll take the Union. Doop, 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 doop. Uh, skinny boy, she. If you were forced to root for another NFC, hell no. I'd rather I'd rather jump off the Walt with than root for another NFC team. I'm being dead serious. Uh, I'm going to the Flyers. Hey, dude, that's, that sounds like fun, man. You enjoy your time. Hopefully the Flyers get you a good, nice dub there. Listen. We'll talk about it tomorrow and Wednesday, but Wednesday's game against the Bruins is big. All right, remember what happened last year. It's very important for them to get off a good start, but we'll talk about that in a second. But let's get to today's action. I want to start off with the Flyers because they obviously went underway, and I want to get my thoughts out before we before we move on and before they get well into the game. But look, tonight against Seattle Cracker, I'm not even looking at the score because I'm going to watch it later. And don't you dare ruin the score for me. I know how you guys work, especially on TikTok. Y'all want y'all want to try to be ESPN undercover. Don't do it. Do not do it. <laughs> well, let's talk about this Flyers real quick. Tonight, look, I'm worried. I'm flat out worried against Seattle Kraken. This is a team that no one really is familiar with. This is their first year in the NHL. There's We don't know what to freaking expect. Now, what we do know about Hackstall is bunch here. Look, they're well-disciplined so far, which is very interesting to see because we know what happened with Hackstall here in Philly. But these guys play hard for three periods. The first game against Vegas, they went down. Then they came back. The game against Nashville, they uh they were up, and then they let Nashville come back. So you don't know exactly what. And I think the hacks on his bunch are still trying to figure it out. And what worries me is, look, Friday's game against the Canucks, the season opener, was not a good game. All right, there was a lot of things that you saw from the previous year that were the problems with the Flyers in 2020-2021, and it was concerning. The, um, the the goals that Carter Hart allowed in that second period, two of them I think he should have done a better job. The power play, two goals came off the power play. You cannot be giving those opportunities to the Vancouver Canucks. That was the young team we faced off against, a hungry team that you faced off against in the Vancouver Canucks. You cannot be doing those, those dumb mistakes that you did against Vancouver. I need the Flyers to play a complete game as well. And remember, this is why I was telling you guys after the game on Friday, it's too early to be overreacting. This is That was game one of 82. Now we're in game two of 82. The Flyers are still trying to find their ground. 
I think a lot of times as Philly sports fans, we like to tr- we like to think about the we like to think about the Flyers, the Phillies, the Sixers as the Eagles because we always Sunday and after a loss we overreact. After a win, we overreact. But these sports like football, like basketball, like like hockey, though it's 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 more of a marathon, not a sprint. So you're looking more at what are the Flyers doing in ten games instead of one game. If the Flyers in these ten games go seven and three, we're in a good situation. But if they go three and seven, then yeah, I understand a little bit of the overreaction. But obviously, also tonight, uh, I want to see if uh, Carter Hart can can bounce back. Obviously, it wasn't an entirely in t- terrible game that he had on Friday. Uh, I think he showed up big time in in, in overtime. He had, a, he had a couple of big saves in overtime to keep the Flyers alive. Um, but I need him to have a complete game as well. Like, I want to see Carter Hart from 2020. Carter Hart from 2020 was, was a man of, of, with, with veins of ice, right? He, he wasn't scared of any moment. And it was, it was crazy to see the composure on a guy that age at that position. And that's really what I want to see. Now let's look at the line. So it looks like Vigneault sticking with the same uh, forward line that he did on Friday night. Uh, he got for our first line: Sean Couturier centering, closure, Rue, and Travis Konechny. Which again, uh, look, I think I think they got more love than expect than I expected on Friday night. I I think that line played well at the end of the third period. They were all right in the first. They got a couple of things going. Second period, that they, they were they were. For a period and a half, I thought they disappeared. Now that's just my opinion. That's just what I observe. But uh, again, when you have your first line, especially when you have Coots, Giroux, and, and TK, you need them to be delivered on a night-to-night basis. Second line: Broussard centering Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson. Your third line: Lot centering Lindblom and JVR. And then you got your fourth line: Nate Thompson centering Maxwell Willman and Nicholas Ube Kubel. I didn't really see much of Willman. It's obviously a great story, but he's obviously not going to be starting there for the re- for the whole entire season. And Nicholas Sube Kubel, uh, I mean, you guys know I love him, but he just needs to play a little bit more smarter. And then your uh, your third defensive pairing, same thing. You got Provi, Ellis, Sandheim, Braun, Sealer, and Keith Yandel. Uh, your power play unit, uh, again, same thing. JVR, Coots, Konechny, Klojuru, Keith Yandel. The first power play, your second power play unit, Farrell, Brassard, Atkinson, Provi, Ryan Ellis. That second power play unit. Look really smooth uh, against the Canucks in game one. We'll see what they look like. And, of course, your goalies. Cat a hat for N. Martin Jones as your backup. So uh, this cracking game, this cracking team is not going to be easy. Uh, obviously, no Rasmus Ristolainen. That was a huge blow. We expected him to be back here today. You know, after two days of break, I figured he would be back. But, unfortunately, he, he can't make it. He couldn't make it. So, we get Brawny with Sandheim on that second-line pairing. I want to see Risto. And the thing is, I'm excited as well because what these the, – the the big – the three out of the four big acquisitions. So, Ryan Ellis, Cam Atkinson, and Keith Yandel all look really solid against the Vancouver Canucks. And they all got a point. So, I'm excited to see what Rasmus Ristolainen can do. Uh, hopefully, he can bring some excitement as well, man. But I'm excited for the Flyers. I, I – I, it's tough. I don't think we'll win. I think it'll be another overtime game as well. Um, but, you know, I think the season will start off with two points. Start off the season. I know you guys don't want to hear that, but I think that's probably what is going to happen, my man. Uh, so we'll see We'll see what happens. Let's see what you guys got going on here on TikTok. Uh, Ryan Matheny, 21. I think Jalen Hurts is, is playing great despite no run game. Just my thought. 
I wouldn't say he's playing great. I think he's do he's playing with what he's got. The Eagles are not putting him in a good situation to succeed. Listen, you just said it. There is no running game. If you can add a running game to his play, I think he can succeed. And that that's just a fact of the matter of it. But you got to help out Jalen. He's a he's a young quarterback. He's he's definitely got a lot of development to do. Uh, but he's definitely got the mindset to play. So I would say he's playing all right. That's what I would say. But thank you for the uh, comment there, uh, Ryan. Thank you for that comment, man. So, Tom, I think Mac Jones went rookie of the year. Uh, I think I don't think he's been rookie of the year type of uh, type of uh, candidate, but it sh- should be an interesting race going towards the end. I, I think Jamar's got the upper hand right now. Javante Williams, a dark horse. All right, all right. Uh, I was at the Chargers Raider game on Monday night. Those Chargers are legit, in my opinion. But they got those weird games they lose by the weirdest ways. Yeah, the Chargers, well, I think that's part of having a young team. Obviously, having a, a new coach as well. And you got a, a, a pretty much a young quarterback. So, I I, the, I think the Chargers, will, I, I, don't, I don't know if the Chargers will make the playoffs. I, I think the Chiefs will somehow find a way to get it, get back in. Maybe with seven teams, the Chargers have a chance to make it. But it's all on Herbert, right? It's really all on Herbert. Most of the time, it's a defense fault, not the goalie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that instance, that, that was the defense's fault. Ibrahim just literally ran up the middle like he was, uh, Derrick Henry against, against the, uh, against the Buffalo Bills last year. So, um, yeah, he needs to, the defense needs to do a better job of of manning that. Uh, Chris, there's a lot of Eagles fans in SoCal too, and gain even more after Super Bowl. Well, it's as, as expected, you know, everyone wants to follow the big boy, right? Everyone wants to be the Chiefs fan. Everyone wants to be the Bucks fan. Everyone wants to be the Eagles fan. So that's just the nature of it. But uh, again, Philadelphians, they travel. Philadelphians, there's a lot of transplants all around the world, uh, all around this country, especially. So we're everywhere, man. There's a good, there's a good um, Southern Cal Eagles group. I have to find their on Twitter. I think, the, I think they're from based out of San Diego. They always show love on Instagram. They're a great group of people. So much love, much love out there. Browns have 20 players on the injury report. This is what I'm saying, guys. So this injury issue is not just the Eagles. It's not just the Wooder here in Philadelphia. Everyone is going through injuries. I mean, just look what's going on in New York with the Giants. They, they don't have a good team regardless, but the amount of injuries they have put up with, is it's it's astonishing. It's definitely astonishing. But let's talk about our birds, right? Uh, it feels weird because usually on a Monday after, a, after Sunday football, you know, we're talking birds, you know, we're, we're recapping games, you know, we're, 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 we're doing the Monday morning quarterback. We're like, what the heck, Dick? Why did you run the ball? <laughs> we're just freaking out. But it just feels a little tonight because, you know, we we saw the Eagles play last Thursday. We were doing freaking out on Friday. Um, and so it, it honestly felt good. It felt good not to overreact after a Sunday football. But um, I wanted to start off today talking about um, Lane Johnson. Um, today on, on social media, I think it was Instagram. He posted a post talking about how he's returning back to the team. It was obviously everyone was wondering what was going on with Lane Johnson. Everyone had their speculation. I heard some outlandish things. Uh, he quit on the team. He he was having issues with steroids. He just didn't feel like playing here anymore. He gave up on Seriani, all this stuff. And, and again, this is why I told you guys, you just need to respect um, the privacy of these players. You know, these players are human beings, right? You guys don't need to know what's going on in my personal life if I don't, if I don't want it out there. And the same goes for you guys. And the same goes for these players as well. We don't need to know what's going on with all these players. But I really want to commend Lane Johnson, and I just want to give him a big, fat hug because 
what he did today, I don't think you guys realize the magnitude of what Lane Johnson did today. The, what Lane Johnson did today, it takes absolute balls to do. Not every man, I'm just going to say, not, I shouldn't say that. Every, not every person has, what it, has it in them to talk about their mental issues or mental health issues that they go through on a day-to-day basis. Everyone goes through mental health in a different way. Everyone has their own perspective on mental health. Me personally, I've gone through it. I've definitely gone through uh, depression. I've gone. I go through anxiety all the freaking time. Uh, I literally had to drop out of college because of anxiety, and obviously awesome too because I, I needed to make some money. Um, I right now in my personal life, as I, as I'm opening up to you guys, uh, I've realized as time goes on, and I'm just kind of diagnosing myself. I have a serious issue of ADHD. I have an issue with focusing. Uh, sometimes I'll. And, and of course, myself, I'm trying to throw 100,000 things on my plate to kind of work on right here as a, as covering Philly sports. You know, there's five Philly sports teams that I cover. There's news, there's score lines, there's everything that's going down on a day to day basis. And sometimes I forget things and it, and it, and it drives me up a wall. Uh, one thing it really kills with is my communication with my friends. I literally suck at texting and people think it's because I'm an asshole, but it's literally because I'll I'll look at a conversation. Something else happens, and then another thing happens, and I just forget about the conversation as a whole. And it's something that it's something that's bothered me because, as having suffering through this ADHD, it affects me with this with what I'm doing here in Philly sports. And sometimes it bothers me because I there's no critic that is harder on me than myself. I push myself to to the absolute limit, especially when it comes to this. And it frustrates the ever living hell out of me. And there's been times I've been going through anxiety, I've gone through depression, and it's it's a real thing. And I want you guys to know if you guys go through it, don't please don't throw it to the side. Talk to someone. There is someone here for you. If if, if not someone in your personal life, I'm here for you. Just recognize that it is a real thing. And for Lane Johnson, a football player, an All Pro, a Super Bowl champ, one of the best at his positions in his prime. Um, we'll see when he gets back. But regardless. For him to step up and talk about his mental health issues, that that man deserves all the credit in the world. And he took his two weeks off. He went, he dealt with it, and the Eagles understood it. And now he's going to come back, and he's going to be refreshed, and he's going to be ready to play. I'm excited to see him. And we could use him, man. We can absolutely use Lane Johnson. I don't care what you guys say. Having the depth, obviously we already lost some bodies in the offensive line. And, and having Lane Johnson back, you can slide him back over there. You can put Jordan Mailata back to left tackle. Now you know what you got in Diller. Now you know you can rely on Diller to be your backup tackle. And I and I think that works well. But, again, I want to really commend what Lane Johnson did today. Took some serious ball. And we all need to commend Lane Johnson for what he did. Seriously need to commend what he did. But despite that, everyone, of course, today and every week, our concern, our question mark is this Eagles offense. and What the heck is going on with this Eagles franchise? Over the last five weeks, we have been super critical of the Eagles offense. And what is Nick Sirianni doing? Like, that's literally our question. What is it that Nick Sirianni is doing? Because we don't understand. I know you guys understand. Like, what is going on in his head? The fact is, last week, we saw the same Bull crap that we saw the last couple weeks. The 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 damn RPOs without an established running game, without a balanced game, I should say. The thousands of screens. They've literally abused the screen game so much that nobody whatsoever is respecting the screen game. 
No one's respecting the screen. And yet you're still putting out this screen, the halfback screen, the wide receiver screen, the bubble screen. Like there's nothing that you can do that is going to throw it off. If you could just run the ball, it adds a little extra to it. Now, look, I talked about my theory, and the more I think about it, I'm I'm just going to tell myself it's true because nothing else makes sense. I feel like this game plan has to do with the people at the top. I know how I know Jeff wants this high-power passing attack. They want the Arizona Cardinals. I know they don't like it when they see uh, on, the, on the stat sheet that there's been 30 uh, rushing attempts or 30 running plays for attempts. I know they don't like that. But at this very moment, you put yourself in this situation. We just talked about Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is bouncing back. He looks better. Over the last two weeks, Carson Wentz looks better. For I mean, listen, we all want that draft pick, but my God, for Carson Wentz's mental health himself, we, he needs to play well. You put yourself in this predicament because you didn't want to you, – you wanted to half-ass commit to Carson Wentz. You wanted to pay him, but you didn't want to surround him around a good team. So you took Jalen Hurts in the second round instead of maybe getting an offensive lineman, maybe getting a wide receiver, a comparable wide receiver. Instead, he's drafted Jalen Hurts. The situation at hand happened last year. Carson Wentz won it out. You let him go. Jalen Hurts, you put him in as the starting quarterback, and now you don't want to help Carson or you don't want to help Jalen Hurts. It's a never-ending cycle. This front office definitely needs to be held more accountable. And I've talked about this. All season long. I talked about it in the offseason. I talked about it at the end of last season. Now, look, I, I commended Howie Rosen because, again, Howie's put this Eagles team in a good situation. We have draft capital right now, and he did a solid job of finding some diamonds in the rough in the in free agency. Now, I know Anthony Harrison and Eric Wilson aren't panning out per se, but, you know, uh, th- the fact is we didn't have a lot of money to spend, and that was just a fact of the matter. And those guys just haven't stepped up. But if we somehow don't move, if we don't move on with Howie Roseman, at least we have that draft capital. I think I, I just don't know how else to put it as, as simple as this team needs to run the ball more. You know, we had the comment on the TikTok, uh, the, the TikTok live comments. We need to involve Devontae Smith more. The, what we need to do more is figure out this offense because the RPO game is not working. And the thing is, I, I like RPOs. I think RPOs are, are something that are very conducive. But if you don't have a balanced attack, there's no point of an RPO game. You know, I was thinking back to the Super Bowl year. When Carson Wentz went down, they implemented a lot of RPOs for Nick Foles because they saw, and this was between Frank Wright and Doug Peterson, they saw was that back in 2000. 13 when Nick Foles went uh 27 and 2. The Chip Kelly implemented a lot of those RPOs, and that's what made Nick Foles run really well. He ran those those RPOs really well. We had that running game. You had a LaShawn McCoy in 2017. You had a JHI with a LeGarrette Blunt with a Corey Clement. You had that running game, and those RPOs worked. If you can run the ball, I'm telling you, we won't have the same offensive problems that we have now. Then you can start implementing Devontae Smith. Then you can start implementing Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard, those running backs in the passing game as well. I know they want to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game, 
but you have to be realistic with yourself. And if you guys really want to win, if you guys are really telling us this is a retool, you're not a rebuild year, then you would do that. And no, I don't think that the Zach Ertz trade means that this is a, a now a rebuild. I don't believe that. I think this trade was inevitable. Zach Ertz is not part of the future plans. Like, I don't think Zach Ertz is really going to be here in 2022. I think they wanted uh I think they wanted Goddard to be that guy. And I'm not I'm not gonna say here say that it is gonna be Goddard. Because remember, we still also have Tyree Jackson here who should be practicing in the next couple weeks. He should be back by week eight, week ten. I don't think he'll play on the field this year. I don't think he'll play in 2021, but I think he'll get into practice. And that's the key. Man, this, this Eagles, this Eagles team is 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 frustrating. It, it, I get it; it's frustrating. And look, I'm not here to sit here say, and and, I, and you guys know I didn't. See one of the guys saying, uh, "This is a playoff. This is a playoff team. This is a ten team." I said there was a ceiling of being a ten win team, but there. This is a young team. You're gonna have your bumps and bruises. Hold on one second. There we go. Now I can't. Now I won't lose TikTok. Um, you're gonna have, you're gonna run into your bumps and bruises. But at least give yourself an opportunity to succeed. That's all I'm saying. Give yourself that opportunity. And flat out, the Eagles just aren't doing that. And that's just the fact of the matter. So we'll see. We'll, we'll continue breaking this down. Obviously, we're, we'll prepare for the Raiders this week. I'll try to get someone on to preview this match, uh, match this game as well. Um, but it, it should, it's not going to be as easy as we think. Because obviously, I know John Gruden is gone. And I think a lot of us think that the Raiders are now going to fall apart. But I think they've shown that they're not really willing to fall apart. So we'll see what happens, man. Um, the only ball had won. What's happening, man? How do you feel about Sanders not getting that much volume? <clears throat> uh, like I said, uh, the only the only ball had. For me, it's not really so much about miles. It's about not a, not even committing to a balanced attack. I think if you want to see this Eagles offense succeed, you need more of a balanced attack. Obviously, Miles, you saw what happened in that last drive against the Buccaneers, how dangerous he can be when he's in rhythm, when he's getting the ball. He can be dangerous. He's he's quick. He's, he's sneaky. He can sneak through those little holes. So I, you just you just got to implement him into the game plan. Use your playmakers. That's another issue with this Eagles offense. They don't game plan to their playmakers. They just continue doing the it's, – it's the, literally the definition of insanity. They just keep doing things and hoping for different results, and it's just not happening, man. Uh, Jack Oops, how do you feel about Rogers saying he oh, he owns the Bears? What do you mean? What do you mean what I feel? That's literally the fact. He owns the Chicago Bears. You don't like it? Beat him. <laughs> that simple. Beat him. Uh, Eagles had like 90% versus the Chargers. What do you mean they had 90%? Like players available? Wait, that game's in like three weeks. How do you know that? <laughs> Why do you know that? Uh, all right, let's move on to the Philadelphia 76ers. To obviously the the, the news, the highlight of uh, the Sixers right now is the fact that Ben Simmons is really back, really back. He actually practiced today. He practiced with the guys, um, and as you guys expect and anticipated, it was awkward. It was awkward as hell. I put it up on my TikTok. Shout out to you guys showing love to it. Um, but yeah, you know, you saw clips of him. First off, the fact that Ben wasn't even given a locker <laughs> because he showed up late. He surely showed up at the end of preseason. He didn't even get a locker. So he went out there and practiced. He literally balled. He literally practiced with his car keys, his phone, in his goddamn pocket. 
He was like that dude in pickup game. He didn't even, he didn't trust anyone <laughs> to put his phone and his keys with his with his slides or his sneakers, whatever. No, he kept that in his pocket and he was practicing with his phone and his keys in his pocket. And just his entire demeanor, the way he was walking around, he, he looked like he looked so uninterested. There was a scene where the, the Sixers, I guess they were breaking down practice. They were doing the whole puddle breakdown. Ben is in the background, not even engaged, not even looking at any of his teammates. He's playing with the basketball. He didn't even care what Doc had to say. They broke down the huddle. You see Joel smiling laughing. You see Danny chuckling. Everyone just having a good time. Everyone, everyone in the Sixers organization right now is in a good place besides Ben Simmons. <laughs> he really does could give two craps. The way he's handling this, and we talked about this over the past couple of weeks, the way he's handling this is completely wrong. If TV wants to continue like this, that is completely fine. But what he doesn't realize, he's under a microscope. He's an NBA star, not a superstar. He's an NBA star. He is being watched under a microscope. He needs to pick it up, man. He needs to, right now, the, I'm sure the narrative around the league is teams think what we are thinking. This man is arrogant. This man could care less. This man's a terrible teammate. I can guarantee you that everyone is thinking that. Now we'll see what happens because obviously preseason's over, training camp's over. We start the season in two two days. And by the way, I hate that Ben has turned this turned this into what it is because last season before the season started, I was so excited. <coughs> Excuse me, I was so excited for the season. I was so excited to see Seth Curry. I was so excited to see Dwight. I was so excited to see Danny Green. I was just excited to see something new. And this year, I'm not even excited about the Sixers because Ben Simmons ruined. Now we have to, now what we're waiting for, we now we know, we saw him in practice. Now we know he doesn't give a crap. Now we have, now tomorrow, apparently he's going to do his little presser. And I cannot wait for him to have these condescending responses to all these reporters who are going to ask him some basic questions that he's going to do this runaround and not even answer correctly. I'm sure him and his, his uh his uh PR team already coming up with answers here preparing them with the questions from my understanding though the clutch sports team they are kind of not they're going rogue when it comes to Ben they're not behind Ben in this situation they don't agree with what he's doing <coughs> which was a surprise to me so as we anticipated it wasn't clutch sports this is more so his group his little posse that he hangs out with his his boys his homies, whatever you want to call, that are calling the shots. And he's got a bunch of bad role models around him, and he just, just continues to listen to them instead of doing what is right, instead of showing up to work every day. Tobias Harris was tired. Matista, everyone is tired of answering these questions. And Ben, being the selfish prick that he is, he doesn't take an initiative to kind of take the pressure off of his teammates. This is bad. This is flat out bad. I hope that the Sixers in this core, fuck Ben Simmons. I'm sorry for my language, but fuck Ben Simmons. I hope this core can keep it together. Keep this together. And let's keep moving forward. Again, if Ben wants to play, cool. If he doesn't, even better. But this situation, it has to come to an end, man. It has to come to an end. I'm tired of it. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Jake Lodge down three points. Think Dick Sanders and not pull it off? Yeah, why not? Anything can happen. One in Rome, right? 
Except that Sanders is probably not going to get you a lot of points. What's up, Blip Boy? How you doing, man? What's happening, brother? Uh, Silky, long-time call for some listener. Thoughts on Chip Kelly being spotted in Novacare today. Uh, I heard Chip Kelly's a good coach. I would Listen, I would hire him as my offensive coordinator. Because you know why? Because while Nick Sirianni has eight plays in his playbook, Chip Kelly's got nine. And I'll take the nine plays. Because that extra play could turn us into Super Bowl contender. <laughs> What's up, Silky? I appreciate the good comment there, man. All right, guys, let's end with the Philadelphia Union today. Uh, we talked about it in the postgame show. Uh, we'll do a little recap. On Saturday afternoon, the Union were playing in Montreal in a rainy, ugly, ugly scene in, in Montreal, Canada. Um, it, it gets tough. Listen, you think it's tough in, in the other sport, in football and, and, well, obviously baseball, they just call that crap off. Put the tarp over their diamond and they call it off. Uh, football gets tough. Obviously, you got to deal with the slick hand, the slick ball, trying to grasp it. Usually you just call a lot of running plays. And soccer gets tough as well. You don't have the same grip. You kind of keep the ball on the ground, a lot of short passes. Um, and for the Union on Saturday, they kind of were thrown off the groove in the first half. Montreal looked like the better team. Uh, they had more possession. They were moving the ball more. They got the first goal in the 33rd minute, I think it was, Milkovic. Off a corner kick. Milkovic found the ball right at the t- top of the box. No one in the vicinity of Milkovic. He was left on an absolute island. Call that crap Puerto Rico because he, there was no one touching that man. And he just put buried that past Matty Freeze. one nothing. Um, I will commend I will commend Jim Curtin and Boyce because Jim and the guys made the proper adjustments in the second half. I could tell that in the first half they were trying to conserve their energy for that second half. And boom, right off the bat, they started pressing up higher, putting the, the Montreal back line into tough spots, especially with the three-back set. That was a great job of trying of pressuring them. They love to, to move the ball out wide and, and move laterally, laterally like that, and they kind of shut that bad boy down. And kudos to Jim Curtin for, again, having tactical flexibility, being able to switch from the 4-4-2 diamond. He realized it was not working. We cannot get any possession. And then he subbed on Daniel Gazdak. I believe they took – was it – oh, they, it was, they took out Quinn. They took out Quinn. They put in Gazdak. They put Flock – and and uh, Aronson as the wingers. They moved Jamiro back with Alejandro Bedoya as the holding midfielders. They ran that 4-2-3-1, and boom, Jimmy Boy delivered. That added a little bit of oomph to the attack. Now, they scored two goals in the second half in a matter of, I believe, was 16 minutes. Now, look, both goals off set pieces. First goal, they got a lucky bounce off of Pantemis, the goalkeeper of Montreal. Second goal, Kai Wagner. What an absolute rocket of a shot to put that one past Pantemis. But again, you're not always going to score goals on set pieces. The Union have gotten lucky this season off of set pieces, I'll tell you that. But you can't always rely on that. And then all you had to do for 27 minutes was play defense. Play defense. Keep them out. Keep them out the zone. We did a good job. And then in the 94th minute, a collision of injuries happened. An extra minute gets put on the clock. and then. Of course, Ibrahim runs through the middle. Literally nobody can catch him. Not Ali, not Bueno, not Glesnes, not Ali. Moves right past, gets a clear hit on the ball with his head past Freezy to conserve a point for Montreal. And, of course, they steal points away from us. And this is why this match against Montreal feels more like a loss than it does a win. But, hey, this is the MLS it is tough traveling in this league. You had a couple of players who were uh, coming back from World Cup qualifications. 
you know, just trying to get their get their fitness in. And it was definitely tough. Montreal's a good team. They are a very well-disciplined team. This is now uh, two ties against these guys. This is, the t- this is the last time. Hopefully we don't see them in the playoffs. Last time we faced them in the regular season. Both times, two draws. It took last. It took goals within the last five minutes of the game. And this is, this is how Wolf and Nancy plays. They play till the end of the game. They're, they're a really solid team. Um, and now for the Union, you, know, you, you take the point. You move on. You're still in contention for second place of the Eastern Conference. Of course, this week is really important, like I said at the top of the show. Wednesday, you got a big match in Minnesota against Minnesota United. And then on Saturday, you got yourself a bigger match back at home against Nashville with with big playoff implications. These two teams are going to battle for second place in the Eastern Conference behind New England. And you got to get that double on Saturday. It's going to be really important. It's going to be really important. But I trust Jimmy and the boys. We'll we'll preview this match tomorrow. Uh, But it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Um, all right, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode of Oi and Philly Sports. I'm going to go ahead and watch this first. The I'm hearing it's looking pretty damn good. We'll be back at it tomorrow talking about the Flyers versus the Kraken. We'll continue to talk about the Birds. Uh, we'll look at the offense. We'll talk about the Sixers in preparation. We'll have uh, – stay tuned for Wednesday. I got uh, another episode of Ed Barcelo Felicón. You're going to like previewing the Sixers season. Uh, of course, we'll look at the Union versus Minnesota for Wednesday. And we'll do a lot more. Hopefully, we'll have some good news to talk about tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this live on Ed Parcelo Philly's YouTube channel, do me that solid. Hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And as well, make sure you guys are subscribed to Oin Philly Sports. You can find that wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Ed Parcelo Philly, and I'm telling you guys to enjoy the rest of your night. Let's go, Flyers! (laughs) 